Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Order up. This is the horror king of the kingdom, Vinnie Marcellia, Inc. Sanity, and you are listening to the Squared Circle Cafe. Indeed, you are listening to the Squared Circle Cafe. I am your host, Daria, coming into the spell. Have a nice cup of ice, Joe, or warm Joe, on this very unusually cool July evening. It's July 29, 2017, and no, you're not. Reading this incorrectly, we are back at our normally regular scheduled time of 6.30 to 8.30 today. Um, quite honestly, it was the only day of the week I could get available, but... <laughs> However, yeah, I mean, I know originally the show started off on Saturdays from 6.30 to 8, 6.30, to 8.30, but once I started my new job, my schedule fluctuated, so I'm not always home on Saturday nights, hence the reason why the show sometimes floats around during the weekday. But we're still the same old wacky selves that we always are, talking about the wild world of wrestling and everything that goes on in between. Uh, I'd just like to wish good luck tonight to my friend Beth, as you know, one of our co-hosts here. She is the ring announcer for House of ring announcer and announcer for House of Bricks Wrestling, and which she's performing there tonight. So good luck to her as always. She's always going to kill it in every show she's on. <clears throat> oh. Um, and also, too, just wanted to say, um, JC will be joining us momentarily. Uh, Jeremy, pretty soon, is going to be starting his Spider Bifidal Walk and Roll. Uh, if you get a chance to, he'll post up more information about that. And I know pretty soon he'll be sending us his um, audio link with more information about it. He's just saying how pretty soon he's going to start preparing for that. So we want to wish him the best of luck with that. All right, here she is, live from the ATL. Here's JC, everybody. Hi everybody. Hi, JC. How you doing? All right. Hi. Oh, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, <clears throat> got a bit of a tickle in my throat here. That's because I just had some Hawaiian pizza. So. Oh. All right. You had a Hawaiian pizza. 
you had Hawaiian pizza. I'm yes. eating. I'm eating a um, a slice of Coca Cola cake. Oh, it's good. Coca Cola cake. It's chocolate. Has Coca Cola in it. It's oh. Awesome. All right. Well, let's throw back to when I visited Atlanta and I went to the Coca Cola factory. So that's pretty awesome right there. All right. Well, let's jump in, shall we? First up, before we get mm-hmm. to the results of um, Battleground, you weren't on last weekend, so I have to ask you, what was your take on Kurt Angle's big secret? Okay, let me tell you this. As he was starting mm-hmm. to talk, and I said, watch this big Chad Gable. It sounds like something would work with Chad Gable. And as you and then right before he said, I said, plot twist. It's gonna be Jason Jordan. And as soon as you I said that, I said, cause I was like, I mean, it was just cause the thing was when I said it, I was just being funny about it. Cause I said, yeah, it's not. But I said plot twist, cause I said, let them. I mean, I hope they don't go with the obvious, which would have been Chad. So. I said, let the WWE swerve us. And boy, did they swerve us. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think this will work? I mean, why not? Strange thing has happened. At least it wasn't Hornswoggle. Mm. Oh, Lord. Let's not, yeah, let's not rehash that. That's for sure. Yeah, so. I mean, it went work. They went with the storyline that has been played out over and over again, but they gave us a swerve, so I, you know, props for doing that. Yeah, I have to admit that same for me. I honestly thought it was going to be, when I said that, I was like, why couldn't it have been Chad Gable? Somebody teased me by saying, well, he didn't meet Chad's mom, you know, so, (laughs) but (laughs) Of course, after that happened, jokes started flying on Twitter with everybody posting up memes and gifts and all kinds of jokes like that, particularly Daniel Bryan after Chad Gable tweeted, um, what? And then Daniel Bryan says, I might have something to tell you very soon. Uh, (laughs) And once we saw the pirated, um, Smacking Talk episode, we saw that Daniel Bryan tried claiming that he was Chad Gable's father, only to be discovered that Daniel Bryan is, in fact, five years older than Chad Gable. So How old is that Chad? Been, well, I think Daniel Bryan is 36, so that would be Chad would be 31. Oh, I was going to say, I was like, how old is Daniel Bryan? Because Chad's kind of well, Chad's young compared to me anyway. But because I thought well, that's Chad was like in his twenties. I know, I know. Yeah. That's why I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. I know I caught on to it, but it was just when you said well, five years was, um younger than then you said five years older than Daniel Bryan. I was like, damn, how old is Chad then? Oh man. Well, I mean, Chad pretty much didn't take the joke too kindly and just walked off of Smacking Talk um, angrily. But I think my favorite, too, had to be a picture. It showed William Regal over Pete Dunn's shoulder 
and somebody captioned it, we may have news for you. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of jokes were flying around about that. Um, but basically, it's going to be interesting to see this past Monday, Jason Jordan made his Raw debut. Um, of course, this also means that American Alpha is done. Um, Which I'm kind of like bummed about because I kind of figured, I kind of thought they had a little more in, uh, gas in the tank with their tag team. Which, another thing, what's up with the WWE and their obsession with breaking up tag teams? I think probably because I'm reading, and this is going to kind of go into, you know, the rest of the show, but apparently after SummerSlam, there's going to be another superstar shakeup, which could mean possibly that other tag teams might be brought up from NXT. Now, as we saw this past Sunday on Battleground, we were supposed to discover who the attackers were on Tully, um, Fandango's horse, quote-unquote, and who's been attacking their office as of late. Well, we once again got the Ascension, but Ascension, when they saw the horse, got grossed out, so we knew it couldn't have been them. And plus, it had been discovered that the night that Sully was attacked, they had taken advantage of the Eddie Money tickets. So it wasn't them. So once again, we they and then after the after it was discovered it wasn't them, Brizango was attacked again. However, we didn't see who attacked them. Now rumors are starting to fly around that their attackers could be a new tag team coming up, and one of the one of the rumors being. Um, one of the rumors of it being sanity. What? Wait a minute, they just got there. <laughs> I know. I got. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes, sometimes it's a, sometimes it's good to bring a tag team that just came in the NXT, but at the same time, it's like you know. Sometimes you kind of bring up people that are not necessarily ready. I'm not saying that insanity isn't ready, but it's just the fact that they, I don't know. Yeah, that was one of it the things. It ain't like that again. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go first. Well, that was one of the suggested names, but another suggested um Name possibly could also be the authors of pain. Why? Okay, what you opening? Because now I'm curious. Oh, sorry, I just got a package. So. Oh, you just got a package, huh? Yes. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but. Anyway, well, exactly what I'm talking about. No, well, I mean, okay, NXT Takeover is coming up, as we know, it's the day before SummerSlam, and then we're supposed to have the SummerSlam, the Superstar Shakeup scheduled after SummerSlam. 
So that means one of two things. Either Arthur and Payne are retaining their tag team belts because we know they're going to face Sanity, or Sanity's going to become champions, which means Arthur and Payne are going to need to either get their rematch or possibly be brought up. So, <clears throat> I mean, I know, I mean, those are just a couple of names that are being suggested. I mean, who else could it have been? Because we've already ruled out almost every tag team there is on the SmackDown roster. The only other option would be is if a tag team from Raw was coming over. Anderson uh, Gallows? Well, I mean, that is one possibility. But it, I know, I mean, because they're trying to stretch this as much as they can. I mean, the fashion files are fun. We didn't get any this week. But it's pretty much getting to the point where we're going to need to know who attacked Rizango. Also, didn't. Uh... Uh, Fandango get like dragged off. Yeah. So and we didn't see we didn't see Brizango this week. To be honest, we didn't see Fashion Files and we didn't see them wrestling either. So they weren't on this week. So right. who's to say you know what this is going to lead to? But all we know is, is that I think the superstar shakeup as well as Brizango's attackers might be one and the same. And I think it is going to be a team from NXT. I mean, what are the guys we got down there? We got, you know, we got the heavy lifters. We got um, that um, that other team, those two guys, what's their names? Um, um, God, what's it? Um, the Ita- he has an Italian name. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Huh? The other tag team that's in NXT. Because there's heavy lift, there's heavy machinery, there's sanity, there's authors of pain, there's, um, Would you be mad if they haven't watched NXT in a few weeks? Well, um, yeah, because I haven't really been home around that time to even watch it, unfortunately. Yeah, same here. I've been closing a lot. Well, it's not DIY. We know that for certain because DIY broke up. Ooh, did they Um, ever? Yeah. So... We got, so let's see, there's, um, it's not even here, the guy isn't even here. The guy I'm thinking, well, anyway, so, so yeah, it's a really big question mark as to who would be the, um, the mystery team that's attacking Breezango, but we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. All right, Battlegrounds, we have. Aiden English defeated Ty Dillinger in the kickoff match. New Day defeated the Usos to become this new SmackDown WWE World Tag Team Champion. Champion. Sorry. (laughs) All right. 
Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Baron Corbin only by disqualification. Natalia is the new number one contender for the women's championship. She will be facing Naomi at SummerSlam, or unless Carmella cashes in her case, where then again it could be Carmella. Kevin Owens defeated AJ Styles to become the champion, and there's actually a bit of controversy behind that. John Cena defeated Rusev in a flag match. Also, another bit of controversy behind that. Breezango's attacker strike again. Sami Zayn defeated Mike Kanellis. And Jinder Mahal defeated Randy Orton with the help of a returning great colleague. Which I'm pretty shocked about. All right, so let's get back to let's get to those other um, let's get to that. Okay, Kevin Owens defeated AJ Styles to become the United States Champion. However, stories were coming out that that wasn't supposed to be the ending. Have you heard this? Yeah, I heard about that. So okay, okay. So what happened? Was that that? Exactly what you heard. That wasn't the ending that was supposed to happen. They don't know if it was changed like at the last minute, or, or it was like a mistake they just kind of had to follow through. We don't know. So Kevin Owens once again became the United States champion. This could also be the reason why it led into that matchup that happened this past Tuesday night of SmackDown, the triple threat match between AJ Styles, the champion Kevin Owens, and a surprisingly returning Chris Jericho, who last time we saw had gotten his ass handed to him by Kevin Owens. So... Mm. In which the matchup ended with AJ Styles becoming United States champion. Now, has AJ Styles retained on Sunday? Would that match even have have happened? Do you think? I don't think so. No. No, 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 no. Wait a minute, though. How long in advance? I think that match, no, I take it back. It probably would have. Because it seemed like it was more to the fact that, there, oh, no, shoot, I don't know. I mean, no, no, I think it wouldn't have taken place because I don't think, I mean, Jericho did this in the middle of a tour. Unless it was just convenient that Jericho was there and I said, Hey Jericho, could you come in and do this match for me? Get the one off shoot. Sure, why not? That's what I think. I don't think it would have happened because I think they had to do something to justify the fuck up, pretty much. Uh, that is true. However, at the end of the matchup, Kevin Owens re-invoked his rematch clause and will be facing AJ next week for the United States Championship. Now, with keeping that in mind, with SummerSlam coming up, one of the rumored matches is possibly Kevin Owens 
versus Shane McMahon. Now, in order for that to happen, Kevin Owens may or may not lose next week on SmackDown. But would you want to see Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon? Without the title, yeah. Yeah, that's why I don't think Kevin's going to win next week. But you would want to see Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens. The thing is about, I know a lot of people are like, why is Shane wrestling? He's taking a spot from another wrestler, which I've actually heard. The thing is, Shane McMahon can, can entertain. I got no problem with that. That's true. That is so very true. Now, if it was Vince McMahon versus Kevin Owens, then I'd be like, why does old man in the ring get him out the way? Not to say well, that age has probably... anything to do with it. It's just the fact that Vince McMahon doesn't really entertain as far as being a wrestler in the ring, to be perfectly honest. Being a bad guy outside, running, pulling puppet strings and stuff, yeah, maybe, but as an in-ring competitor, yeah, here. Well, I don't think that'll happen anytime soon, considering what his wife now does. So now Vince probably has to be careful what he does more in the limelight. Um, as all of you know, who his wife is and what her new job is now. So, and we'll talk about that at another time. But oh yes. So it'll be interesting to see what'll happen with that and. I don't know. I mean, I guess it all depends on next week. I mean, if Kevin Owens retains, maybe that match isn't going to happen. If Kevin Owens wins the title, maybe that match wouldn't happen. But if AJ Styles retains, if AJ Styles retains, then chances are it's going to happen. So now, that brings in the question of who AJ Styles' opponent will be at SummerSlam if AJ does retain. Because that brings up to what's going to happen next week on SmackDown. As we know, this past Sunday night at Battleground, um, Jinder Mahal defeated Randy Orton in the Bujambi Prison matchup. However, he had a bit of help in a seven-foot-four-tall giant known as the Great Kali, making his surprise return and helping. Ginger out by keeping Randy Orton at bay, giving Ginger a chance to climb over the cage, out, hit the floor, and win the matchup. This past Tuesday now SmackDown, as he was having a celebration, he welcomed any challenger to his title. Surprise, surprise, we get John Cena. However, John Cena's challenge is being wasn't without it's controversy because Daniel Bryan came out and insisted that even though John Cena would be a worthy opponent, he can't call the shots, he can't call the matches because there was someone else who was successful in his matchup that night. So next Tuesday on SmackDown, it's going to be John Cena versus Shinsuke Nakamura to become the new number one contender for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And okay, 
This also brings up a question. Okay, we got the Money in the Bank rematch for the women's Money in the Bank briefcase on SmackDown. We had AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho on SmackDown. Next week, we're going to have Shinsuke Nakamura versus John Cena on SmackDown. What do you think of this whole thing of pay-per-view quality matches being given away for free on TV? Man, if if people are worried about pay-per-view matches on TV, I mean, if they want these type of matches, the way every time some match comes up, it kind of makes me want to go, then y'all just basically want TNA 2002, where every time they came on TV, it was a pay-per-view because it didn't have a a weekly show. You basically want a pay-per-view every month. That's it. School, SmackDown, and Raw. Just have pay-per-views. That's pretty much how people be talking about it. Yes, but then if that happens, then people be like, how are we going to see it every single week? Or not all of us can afford to see a pay-per-view. Exactly. I mean, sometimes you're just going to have to, I mean, it's, 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 it's damn if you do, damn if you don't. You got to make it where people are going to tune in. I mean, you got these two shows, right? I mean, sure, it's a pay-per-view quality match, but your ass is going to be sitting there Tuesday night watching it. So they got you. It did its job. Now, I got to say, personally, I'm not exactly happy with John Cena. And John Cena hasn't been without his criticism this week because his flag match with Rusev, was heavily criticized because, one, people felt it was taking too long, and, two, the American flag kept falling down and hitting the ground. Now, anyone who's a member of the military or is a family member of the military, you know that flag is never to touch the ground. So whenever it kept falling down on the show, it was like, ooh. (laughs) like, it's not exactly easy to cheer for somebody who keeps letting the red, white, and blue hit the floor. Um, <laughs> and, 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 so. and I had I didn't watch Battleground at all because I'm probably there because because it's like you get it's like these pay per views are back to back to back and it's like damn I need a break so I had to mm-hmm. I go you know Battleground took that one but I did. You know, keep up with everybody's comments and everything. So, my, I, I'm kind of with you with the whole John Cena. Why did he come? He come. John Cena comes back and he's instantly thrown into a title shot. And it's like, bruh, you just came back. What did you do to get a title shot? All you did was walk in the door. Probably why that's why Daniel Bryan made the matchup for him that be versus Jinsuke Nakamura. But here's the thing, though. Okay. If Shinsuke Nakamura wins, okay, it's a, it, that'll be fine. I mean, it'll be Shinsuke versus Jinder Mahal for the title, which I think would yeah. actually be a pretty decent matchup. Right. But if John Cena wins, 
we pretty much know what's going to happen. He will pretty much be a one-man army, and he will face gender, face all the odds, blah, 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 and possibly wind up winning the title. In which case, he will break Ric Flair's record and become a 17-time world champion. Which is, again, yeah. Which again is like, I mean, and they're going, and on top of that, it's going to play into USA is great. We are better than all these foreigners uh, trope, which, you know, as you know, uh, to be perfectly honest, that's getting so boring. I mean, not to say that. Uh, why is it every, almost every foreign country is the freaking heel? Especially, yeah. Because, you know, you, how can I say this? It's like, when, even when With, you're, when you're trying to um, go after gender, calling him a terrorist and like, for one thing, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. You're a terror, and if you do some bad stuff like blow up stuff, you're going to be a terrorist regardless. And then they're so horrendously wrong about what he is. He's not Arab. He's Indian. Punjabi, if you want to go with it. And on top of that, he's from Canada. <laughs> so, you know, take that aside. And then you got good old boy John Cena from the USA. That's just, ugh, you know. Well, here's the thing. Here's my problem with it. You You brought up some valid points. But John Cena is supposed to be a, quote, a free agent. What if he pulls a Brock Lesnar and only shows up once in a while on the show? Then everything he's ever said is just a joke. And even Cena has said over the past couple of years that he's beginning to understand why a lot of wrestlers take breaks in between. And he's starting to go in that direction. So, I think if anything, plus, would, okay, here's another thing. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. The point that you brought up about what is the fact that if Shinsuke does win, he's got to face Jinder Mahal. We're going to have two guys from different countries for the World Heavyweight Champion. Do you think the crowd would be chanting USA during that matchup, even though Shinsuke Nakamura is beloved by the fans? I don't think so. In this case, I don't think so, because gender is so over right now. If he was to win, everybody would be with him. Everybody would love him. Gender? Not gender, but it's Shinsuke one. No one I meant oh, to say. Oh, okay. You said gender. <laughs> I was about to say. Sorry, man. I'm stuck on. I was stuck on um Shinsuke. I mean gender. Sorry. I meant to say Shinsuke. God damn. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying, and you're and you're perfectly and yeah, I can completely understand that, but. I don't know. For some reason, I don't think Shinsuke... I want Shinsuke to win, and I want him to main event SummerSlam, but honestly, I don't think it's going to happen. 
I think realistically they're probably going to go with John Cena. So that means Shinsuke is going to need something to do. So if AJ retains his championship next week and Shinsuke doesn't win his chance, maybe, I don't know. Think about it. Go for the United States champion, the U.S. champion. Hey, I wouldn't, I would not be mad about that. Yeah, but if you think about it, we'll get a double bonus with that. We'll get AJ retaining his championship, plus we'll get the dream match everyone's talked about, AJ versus Shinsuke in a WWE ring. Yeah. I mean, that is not only a SummerSlam main event. That's a WrestleMania main event that we're going to get at SummerSlam. So, that's that would be so it'll be you know, it'll pretty much be a win win situation anyway. And plus there's no guarantee that John Cena would win. Remember, Jinder Mahal's got some got a posse with him now. He's got the Singh brothers and now he's got a very tall insurance policy in the great Kali. So there's a good chance that Cena possibly won't win at SummerSlam. And that's expected to keep Jinder with the title a little longer. And even if John Cena did win, let's not forget, we still have someone holding a Money in the Bank briefcase. I got to talk about that. All right, let's, all right, go ahead. My thing is this. I understand that, you know, I don't know. It's just the way that they have had, they've had um, Baron Corbin pretty much since he won the title. Everything, almost all his matches, he's lost. I think he's only been fighting Shinsuke. He's lost every match he had with Shinsuke. Well, I, I mean, don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying he has to win everything, but I mean, you just have you got this dude who has the money in the bank. Unless he just said, "Look, I don't give a shit about anybody else because I got this, and I'm only." Only thing I care about is the match where I'm gonna win this. That's what it sounds like. Other than that, why the hell? Oops, I'm fail. <laughs> oh, that was just a chair. Um, oh. no, but if you think about it, you know, I mean, there was a lot of guys who had Money in the Bank briefcase who didn't exactly have a stellar track record. I mean, it could be quite the opposite. I mean, Damian Sandow had a pretty good track record winning, and then he lost the money in the bank. I mean, so maybe this time it'll be the work the opposite for Baron. Maybe for him he'll lose a couple of matches, but then when it comes time to the big one, there he is. I don't know. I guess, it, I mean, that money in the bank is always going to be hidden in the background there. I mean, there's going to be no question. And SummerSlam, we've seen it cashed in at SummerSlam a couple times. Yeah, that's true. Hey, pour me a glass while you're doing it. <laughs> I guess this new microphone I got is really picking up on a lot of noises here. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, so Baron can cash it in. Oh, that's true. And if he does that, John Cena, we could have him either defeat Jinder Mahal 
which I find highly doubtful because of the fact that he's got all that posse with him. Or he cashes it against John Cena, so we get John Cena breaking the record, but he only holds the title for two minutes, and Baron Corbin cashes in and wins. So we'll have to see. And have you kind of noticed, okay, switching gears for a bit, have you kind of noticed that when it comes to the women's championship matchup, have you noticed how everyone has said that the winner will face Naomi at SummerSlam? Have you listened to the wording behind that? Not once has anyone said you will face the women's champion at SummerSlam. They just said you will face Naomi at SummerSlam. In other words, Naomi's going to be the champion up until SummerSlam. So so maybe after SummerSlam she won't be champion? Not so much that she won't be champion. She's not going to lose that title anytime soon. Until SummerSlam. And even then, she could retain. But Carmella could also cash in. Or she could retain, but Carmella doesn't cash in. What I'm trying to say is they're not saying, you know, the winner will face the WWE Women's Champion at SummerSlam. They're saying the woman, the woman will face Naomi, the Women's Champion, at SummerSlam. They're keeping that belt on Naomi for a while. Yeah. I mean, as of right now, she is the longest reigning champion. On SmackDown, I mean. Yeah. So, do you think Carmella will cash it in? Hmm. I know we got ways to go into our summer Sam predictions, but it is something interesting to think about. As remember, Carmela says that no matter where she goes, she will be right behind her holding that case. And hasn't it been pleasant without Ellsworth around? <laughs> oh God, yeah. All right, so that's the SmackDown side of things for now. All right, let's switch it over back to Raw. This past Monday night, we had to find out what was going on with the Universal title. After all, last week's matchup got interrupted by Braun Strowman. All right, I have to admit, I was sitting here watching it, and Kurt Angle, just as he was getting ready to make the announcement, he literally, I'm sitting here. He had the microphone. He goes, the man who will face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam is, as soon as his mouth opens, you heard, Brock! I was like, that could not have been timed any more perfectly. He <laughs> was like, he opened his mouth, Braun! I was like, okay. <laughs> But no, it was not Kurt Angle announcing Braun Strowman. It was just Braun Strowman coming out, declaring himself that he should be the Ouch. one facing Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. 
only to be interrupted by Samoa Joe, also declaring that he should be the one facing Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Followed by everyone's new favorite, Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, have you noticed that Roman pretty much stopped giving a fuck about what everybody else does and says about him? I mean, it's like... Can you, you can blame tell. him? Mm-hmm. Can you blame him? I mean... He, I think he's pretty much got to the point where he knows that no matter what he does, as we've said it here before on the show, no matter what he does, there's always going to be a small band of fans criticizing him. He cuts a promo. Oh, that guy can't cut a promo. He wrestles a 10-minute match, and it's a match of the night. Oh, but the guy had to carry him. You know, he signs an Even though every person he's wrestled... Did you even though every person he's wrestled pretty much says this dude is professional in the ring and that they they have mm-hmm. no problems in their match. I mean, they literally. I mean, Finn, Finn, and AJ said one of his favorite matches is with Roman. And then have you read something? Right. I don't, I, and then recently, just recently, um, I read somewhere that it said Big Cass said yes. one of his dream WrestleMania match would be with Roman. Right, and you know what fans are, and critics, you know his, you know the haters say, oh, they're just being paid to say that, you know. I mean, and, but that's the kind of thing that Roman, Roman deals with. So I don't blame him if he's got a fuck you kind of attitude right now. You know. She literally sat in that ring and told everybody in that ring what he has done and looked at Braun and looked at Samoa Joe and said, what y'all have done? I'll wait. They they couldn't say nothing. I almost wanted him to drop the mic. You know, those mic drops? Mic drops. Yeah. (laughs) Right. The only thing Samoa Joe could really say is that he's a two-time NXT champion. But that's about it. Um, and even that doesn't really count because that was in NXT. But as far as on the main roster goes, no, he hasn't done anything. And Braun, all he did was follow Bray Wyatt, and that was it. He hasn't really done anything. Rosebud. So, yeah. And Rosebud. Go ahead. I didn't oh, like yeah, that in Rosebud. Rosebud. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. Roman had every right to say all those things, and it was also his way of kind of throwing shade at everybody who told him he has not done much in the WWE. And man, did he so, throw some shade at Philly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know they weren't in Philly, but he said he was throwing he he was saying some stuff about Philly on that promo and and another promo that he cut on camera somewhere else. But that's another story. Go ahead. Well, I think he said something on Twitter about the fact that they were being quiet during SmackDown. Because um, he was like, yeah, heard Philly was a little quiet tonight. Better bring their best when we return. 
So, yeah, Roman and the Philadelphia crowd aren't exactly the best of friends. Um, <laughs> and he mm. called them out with that one tweet. But, yeah, that interview, that promo he cut on Monday pretty much said it flat out. And it pretty much ended in chaos with um, – who was it Roman told to shut up? Was it Samoa Joe or was it Braun? Braun. Man, okay. shut up. <laughs> Bam. So we had pretty much a little murder mayhem in the beginning of the show. Um, once again, we had a roster clear out, trying to get those two broken up. Didn't happen, um, including one poor security guard who got tossed into the next zip code. Um Oh, by yeah, Braun Strowman. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he got. Well, he was like. <laughs> so, which leads to um, the, the announcement, which is, of course, and our own Beth here on the show last week. She booked it. A fatal four-way for the Universal title at SummerSlam. It's going to be Brock Lesnar defending his title against Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and Samoa Joe. So, and next week on Monday, the three of them will face in a triple threat match. Let's hope the ring can support it. And nobody does a, 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 nobody tries to do a 450 splash or what's that move that um, Billy Kidman did? A shooting star? Yeah, that one. Cause we, yeah, oh, God, nobody no. do a shooting. <laughs> yeah, because remember when when Blackhead tried to do it? Oh yeah. yes, failed miserably. Hmm. All right. Finn Balor has been having his problem with Elias Sampson as of late. This week's no disqualification matchup almost went into his favor, except during the matchup, a certain Eater of Worlds popped up. And with a stroke of Sister Abigail, gave Sampson the win. But Bray remained there, and oh, God, I'm still creeped out as I think about it. Crab walked backwards as he always does. Oh, my God. I I can't even think about it. It creeps me out. Uh So he makes his way over to a fallen fin and declares that he should follow the buzzards. Finn, in an interview later on, said very quietly that if Bray wants to play games, we'll play. So it looks as though the Eater of Worlds is going to try his hand at bringing down the Demon King. Is this something you want to see? What? What do you mean, what? Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> huh? What? Let's follow it. Of course I want to see it. 
Okay, it's that's what I'm saying. Are you working. excited for it? Yeah. <laughs> now here's the question, though. Okay, Brandon yeah, I am. Is, go ahead. I mean, that's like one of that's one of the matches I've always wanted to see because it's like they work per they will work perfect together. The question is, though, who do you think is going to bring the psychological game on more, Bray Wyatt or Finn Balor? Because if you remember last year, you know, Seth Rollins kept calling out the fact that, you know, Finn was just a phony and stuff. And Finn talked about his background of the Irish culture and the stories of um, Irish mythology including where Finn Balor came from. And then, of right. course, we got the Demon King. But Finn has never faced anyone in the form of Bray Wyatt. Now, we all saw what Bray Wyatt tried to do with The Undertaker, and that didn't fly. Do you think that Finn is going to give it just as good as Bray is going to dish it out? As far as the, the psychological games, yeah. Mm. Oh man, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna tip a little more to break. You think? Mm. I don't know because we haven't seen much of what Finn. I mean, we've seen Finn Balor. We've seen him, but it's been a long time since we've seen the Demon. So does the demon still have what it takes? I'm not sure, but I can see it. Well, right. I if I was to go for it, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go well, ahead. I think I think something is brewing because, like I said, when he had that interview that was a WWE exclusive, he was very calm about it. And now that I think about it, he was a little. Too calm. Kind of like that little bubbling under the surface there. Oh. So I have a feeling that the Demon King may be coming out sooner rather than later. But can Bray handle the Demon King? That's going to be a real question. He, the dead, I mean, dealing with a dead man is one thing. Demon was dealing with a demon? I don't know. He's the eater of worlds. He's a god. So let's see how that all that works out when you go against him. Yeah, exactly. So it looks like one of the upcoming matches will definitely be um, Finn versus Bray Wyatt. It just hasn't been made official yet. All right, well, we've got another thing brewing on Raw that um, has people talking. And that is, of course, the possible teasing of a S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion. Eric, um, what's your take on this whole thing between Seth and Dean? I don't know. I I got 
And when they keep saying shield reunion thing, that kind of pisses me off because, like, it was three people in the shield. You can't have a shield if you only got two people. First and foremost. Second, you know what? If they want to have Dean and Self work their problems out, go for it. I'm kind of like... I don't care at this moment, at this point. I guess it's going to call me a bitter Roman fan. Yes, I am a bitter Roman fan. But you know, since y'all want to have y'all want to have Dean and Seth work their problems out, here you go. But do not but it's call kind of, it a yeah. shield reunion. Do not call it a shield reunion. That's the only thing that I will that I have a problem with. If you're not going to include Roman in that. There is no shield reunion. But here's herein lies the problem though. The past couple of times that Dean and Seth have been in the ring together, the crowd has been chanting Roman, Roman, Roman. But yet later on, when Roman's out there, they boo him. Another reason why I don't even want to see a reunion. The only reason they want him in the group. Man, you know what? I'm going to go out and say it. The only reason they want him in the, the group is to prop up Dean himself. That's it. Other than that, they could give a crap. I know, that's, the one thing, that's the one thing I definitely agree there because, I'm, I mean, I get why they want to all of a sudden put Dean and Seth back together. Because, I mean, Seth helped out Roman a couple of times, so I guess the beef between them is done, so to speak. But now he's got to get to the one person who never truly forgave him for the attacks, and that is Dean. Because Dean has made it quite obvious that he is never going to forgive Seth for what he did. And Seth can see that. Even going so far as the last week telling Dean to smack him with the same steel chair. Well, not the exact same one. But smack him with a steel chair just like he did when he betrayed them. But Dean couldn't do it. But... What gets to me is why all of a sudden is Seth starting to make this big of a deal with Dean and he didn't really make that big of a deal with Roman? Like, I didn't exactly see Seth coming out there to Roman's aid when Braun Strowman was beating the car out of him. Because if he truly wanted to atone for his sins, he could have helped him out with that. I don't know. I mean, plus, it just gets to me the fact that I'm with you on the Roman boat. I mean, you cannot cheer for Roman when Seth and Dean are in the ring and then boo the guy when he's out doing his own thing. That makes no sense. 
And I get cheering for Seth, but Dean has pretty much said flat out he does not want to trust him again. And it, 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 they botched this whole post. I mean, for the most part, they have the WWE has really botched this whole post shield thing in one way or another for all three of the guys. You have Dean in this god awful feud with Miz that didn't seem to want to end, that don't want to Ugh. end. And yeah. then you trying to, and then you got, okay, who had the most success for most part? Although he had more success stuff going on with him, Seth. But the moment you guys turn to him, quote unquote, face, his face. Um, storyline sucks. I mean, how you gonna turn this dude's face after all the shit he has done? I get redemption art, but it's just coming off so hokey. I mean, you want so okay because it because let me tell you how it's coming off. You want okay? The thing is now you don't have. The authority on your back anymore. It's like you had the, the authority was waving that golden carrot in front of you. You took it. You took out your voice. Now that you don't have the authority anymore, they kick you off to the side. You ain't got nowhere else to go. But it looks like your friends Dean and Roman are there. So now you got to go back and kiss their ass. So now you have a, your backup and your protection. You don't have it. It just seems so, like, the only reason he's trying to get this redemption arc, the only reason he's not feeling sorry for himself is because he ain't got nobody to watch his back anymore. That's how it's coming off to me. The only reason he wants Dean and Posh probably rolling back into his life is because he needs somebody to watch his ass and for more. That's it. He ain't yeah, sorry. For... He broke. He ain't sorry at all. That's what it feel like. He ain't sorry. He's only saying he's not sorry that he did it because if given the chance again, which it has been proven, he will do it again. And if you look at it, I don't blame Dean being kind of cautious. I'm, yeah, I'm not sold with this whole redemption idea, too. I mean, it just doesn't seem like, I don't know. It, it's forced. It's like, yeah, forced. And it's not fair to any of them. I mean, Dean, it's bad enough Dean got sent back over to Raw when he was pretty much a main eventer on SmackDown. He goes over to Raw and restarts that feud with The Miz that you said just will not die. Um, it just... I mean, how many times can Miz be the Intercontinental Champion? How many times can Dean be the Intercontinental Champion before they finally start putting him in, you know, the, title, the world title picture like he, sh- like he was over on SmackDown? 
I mean, and plus, I mean, this past Monday, the two of them were happy that they won and they hugged each other. But when Seth went to go put the fist out for the fist bump, Dean was having none of that. He wasn't ready for that. And the people started booing. I mean, come on. Dean is not going to trust that guy just because they won a match. It's not happening. So, I mean, I, so yeah, it's it's not a Shield reunion. It never will be a Shield reunion. The three of them have done a lot on their own. Let's just keep it like that, okay? So, and if they if Dean does wind up storyline wise trusting Seth again, I think it's just going to be a road to another disaster. I mean, so that's why I'm like, yeah, that's why I just like, you know what, I don't don't even care. Y'all do what y'all need to do with it. That's why I'm not even going to worry about it. All right, with that note, let's take a quick station identification. This is Father Evil, and it would be a sin not to listen to the Squared Circle Cafe. And I will be praying for you as you listen. Et orare pro vobis in tenebris, di nomine Patre, Fili, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <laughs> All right. All right, so oh. what's your whole... What? No. Uh, we'll talk about it after we get through with the Raw Report. Go ahead. Well, no, I mean... What is you? What were you gonna bring up? Go ahead. So it was about that thing that's going on with you heard about that story about Braun Strowman and um oh Karen Jarrett. Yeah. Oh God! For everyone who doesn't know, J.C. Fullerman. Okay, so apparently at Jeff Hardy's um album release party, whatever, this is where it happened. Um. And Braun was at the party, and Karen was at the party, and apparently Karen went up to Braun to ask him for an autograph for her son. And Braun didn't know who she was, and she he was kind of rude about it and told her to pretty much fuck off. They got into an argument. When he found out what happened, he got on his knees and started begging, please don't, please, please, please don't tell Kirk, and all that good junk. But there's been some reports that a lot of that stuff got exaggerated. The only thing that's true is that it was at the album party for J, uh, uh, Jeff Hardy. Um, it seems like it was just basically two drunk people getting loud. <laughs> that's what I heard. <laughs> it was just, you know, they said that um, it was actually Karen that started it, that it was rude to Braun, and, you know, Braun and Retaliant told you to fuck off pretty much. And they just started arguing. So the whole getting on his knees and 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 begging for forgiveness, even I have a problem with that. Why the hell would he do that? That ain't making no sense. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, yeah. Like I can see them like arguing, like yeah, but the whole getting on his knees part, nah. No, nah, I don't. 
I find that extremely hard to believe, too, because, I mean, my coworker met Braun Strowman and said that he seems a very quiet, keeps himself kind of guy. Add some booze to that, I don't know. But, okay, we don't okay, no, we weren't there, so we don't know the full details of what happened. The only thing we are going by is speculation. I don't believe he dropped to his knees and said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know. But I also don't think that he said, fuck you, to the two of them. Same thing with Karen. I don't think she was like, well, do you know who my husband is? You know, I don't think she said that. But I also don't think she was like, do you know who this kid is? You know, I think it was basically just the fact that I, my take on this whole thing is the fact that I think it was just they were both drunk. They didn't know what was going on, but, you know, it was just one thing, one wrong thing was said, and they just, things got out of control. Like, but not so much to the point where Braun, all seven foot of him, drops to his knees in front of the general manager's wife and says, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Ex-wife. You know? Remember, ex-wife. Ex-wife. Yeah, ex-wife. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it's tough to believe. Um, so I'm going to go with the, I'm just going to go with the fact that we're just going to go on mere speculation, but I'm pretty sure things got cooled off and they were both like, I'm sorry, once they sobered up. But if anyone was at the Jeff Hardy party, you know, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, you just say Hardy party. (laughs) But but it's true. If you were at the Hardy party and you knew exactly what happened, you know, 714-242-5168, let us know. Email us, squaredsuckercafe at gmail.com. Let us know what's going on. Who knows? If you were there, tell us. Uh Did Ron Strowman drop to his knees? Did Karen Jarrett flip him off? Who knows? So we get that um, But it was also kind of unique to say That for this show Both WWE And Global Force Wrestling Superstars were there You know Yeah I mean considering Jeff Jet Left the company and He's still pretty tight with some of the Wrestlers there Right? Yeah. Which, by the hell, um, I'm kind of, con- I don't know, well, I, I, I don't know, I ain't going to speculate, but I'm just saying with the wrestlers, I don't know why Karen was there, considering her husband is one of the reasons with the whole broken heart deal, but yeah, anyway. Well, the whole, I'm glad you kind of brought that up, because the whole broken hearty deal is kind of, I think, getting a little out of control. Um, because now rumor now stories are coming about that Ed Nor Norham um, Northstrom whatever the guy's name who helps run the show um, right. TNA uh, apparently there are um, he's claiming 
that Matt Hardy paid him $100,000 for the trademark. And Matt tweeted, and Matt and Rebby both have tweeted claiming this report is false and that Ed in no way, shape, or form has tried to Hold on. Um, oh, I heard some mills. Okay, what did you hear? All the trade, I think it was five trademarks that um, Global Force Wrestling TNA Anthem tried to put in in regards to the um, Broken Hardy gimmick. All of them got rejected. Right. Because Matt owns the name. Because Matt put in his I mean, trademark first. Yeah, and that's his name, too. Matt Hardy. Why are they going to trademark also broken Matt Nero, Hardy? Also, Brother Nero, because Nero yep. is is Jeff's legit middle name. Van yes. one they couldn't use because that's actually, I think that's actually attached to something else. So whatever. Yeah, and Matt and Rebby have both said that the that what the guys are claiming are false. That Matt and Rebby own their names, and Matt tweeted a Matt fact, which is pretty interesting. Matt fact: Jeff, myself, and Rebby spent twenty five hundred dollars and four days creating the final deletion set with zero help from TNA as it was our vision and creation, which means TNA had nothing to do with the final deletion. This was all the Hardys. And, and yet, I know TNA Matt, took I mean, advantage I don't of that. Know Matt. I mean, I don't know Matt, but I'm guessing Matt got the re- literally got the receipt on everything. So that don't seem like the person that's not gonna keep keep um backup of all this stuff, especially when it comes to finance. Right. So yeah, those trademarks are being so those trademarks are coming into question. They were denied, and the kids, you know. Plus, uh, Revy sent out a bunch of tweets. Man, y'all know Revy's on. You know, Rebby gonna do say something. Yeah, Not to say that's well, a Rebby, bad thing. I'm just saying. I'm just saying this whole thing. Rebby wasn't gonna let, like you know. Rebby gonna come back with some like counters to everything they've been saying. Cause I don't blame her. It. It's like y'all don't sit up there and say all this, and we and we can prove it all. Right? Well, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, Go ahead. Rebby, yeah, she's protecting her husband and his best interests. Because the last thing she wants to see is her husband's creation being taken away from him by a company exploiting them for more money. I mean, she had said that they put a gag agreement on her saying that she would not say anything bad about TNA as long as they kept the business. But But TNA, GFW, and all of them have broken their end of the deal by putting out interviews claiming that the Hardys are paying them for their trademark when they're not. 
And they have proof because apparently Matt has every phone conversation he's ever had with the guys, and he proven to them that they're lying in their interviews, and they're not. They are not in any way, shape, or form going to get the broken hearty gimmick. So, okay, Rebby has some pretty intense tweets here. Okay, I'm going to read them here. Okay. If they were going to, they would long before I ever said anything again. My recent speaking out was after this last straw for us. After weeks of staying quiet, as for our verbal agreement that was made once Billy and our lawyers reached out to them on our behalf, apparently they couldn't hold up their end of it, and Jeff, Ed, and Dutch continued to give interviews and lie to anyone who would listen. But what? Ego. That's what this is all about. TNA gains nothing and didn't have by putting us through this mess. Attempting to prevent us from making money? Trying to shut down an entire ROH pay-per-view? Yeah, we haven't forgotten about that. But they wanted you to as long as they gloat about, quote, burn it, building bridges to detract from the fact they can no longer fund their own programming. Let's keep it real, Jeff. Let's keep it real. Jeff Jarrett burns bridges like he burns through Kurt Angle's alimony money. Ouch. Oh. <laughs> they were never going to cooperate, regardless of how many chances we gave them to do things amicably the right way. And there were many. Jared himself said they were going to, quote, drag it out as long as possible because, quote, they'll get tired of spending money. Easy for a failing company and someone whose lifestyle is supported by his wife's ex-husband to say, you weak AF little man, the only thing we're tired of and uh, tired of are the blatant lies, and we will never back down, even though we've already won. Hashtag no cred ed, hashtag fuck that owl. <laughs> that needs to be on a t-shirt What, fuck that owl? She already has Oh, are they selling it? Because I want one <laughs> No, unfortunately <laughs> she had to stop No, as much as she wants to sell them She had to stop selling them Because um, she had to shut down the store Since they were going back to WWE Right before Wrestlemania She was selling those fuck those owl shirts Damn, and I missed out. Well, I can make one. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, although she actually says she's thinking about it. And yeah. then she posts up the tweet showing Ed Norton's lie on the S- on Sports Illustrated's website. Claiming that Matt Hardy needed another $100,000 or he was going to, quote, explore his options. So he's claiming... That Matt Hardy tried to extort money from them. Why would they? Why, why, why would they do that? That don't make Simple. any sense. Simple, because he doesn't want. He wants the Hardys to quit it with the lawsuit, give them the broken gimmick, so that way they can run with it, and Matt Hardy can't touch it anymore. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, yeah, I get that, but I'm like saying. Why would the Hardys be extort? I mean, why would the Hardys try to extort money from TNA? Yeah, I Think find about that it. extremely hard to believe myself. Cause, yeah, because I'm like, really? They about to sign a contract with the WWE. Why would they need your little chump change? Get out of here. Well, apparently ROH also got the feel of this because according to Reddy there, 
TNA tried to hold up ROH for money and refusal to use the broken gimmick in their pay-per-view. So ROH almost didn't have best in the world or whatever that last pay-per-view was they had before WrestleMania. They lucky ROH didn't try to sue them for trying to um, stop their show because wouldn't that be like a conflict of interest or something? Yeah, well, I don't know where these guys get up, but I, I understand the fact that TNA, now Global Force Wrestling, is starting to really, you know, lose it as far as um, money, bad publicity. I mean, after all, they've got a champion right now who's having his own troubles personally with a current, maybe soon-to-be former WWE women's wrestler, Um you know, I mean, they're desperately trying to figure out what to do next. So, of course, they're going to do whatever they can to hold up for money. I mean, and the fact that Revy brought up the fact of who Karen, Jar- Karen Jarrett's ex-husband is, you know, says a, you know, says a great deal. So I don't know. I mean, and there. Was, I mean, and we have not heard the fact that WWE is trying to help out the Hardys. But then again, WWE doesn't need to get involved with it because it's really Matt's gimmick. He right. I don't think who created it. I don't think the WWE the WWE involved unless it's like absolutely necessary. Like if Global Force Wrestling tries to. And I hope they ain't stupid enough try to do something like sue the WWE or something. Because y'all know that the WWE has been in this game way too long. Ain't no way. So, like, they ain't going to get involved in it unless, you know, it's going to really fuck up their interest, whatever interest they got. Yeah, so it's not in their best interest. I mean, Global Force, I mean, they've already been denied the trademarks. They can't have them. Matt owns them. Jeff owns them. Rebby owns them. Hell, Maxwell owns them. You know, Wolfgang. They, the, Hardy is, the Hardy name is exactly what it is. It's theirs to deal with. Global Force really needs to just drop it and just let it go. And worry about their own product because, I they mean, if they really think about, yeah. Well, you know what I'm you about said, to say? What'd you say? I said, they got people leaving and stuff. And then, and then the whole thing, it's like, they tried to punk out, they tried to punk out Hurricane. Hurricane, like, nah, B, that ain't how it went. <laughs> right. It seems like they're trying to make themselves out to look like they're trying their best and everyone's being difficult, when in fact it's the management that's being difficult and the wrestlers are just looking for their options somewhere, elsewhere. I mean, and they're already going to have enough egg to wipe off of their face because as soon as all the tapings are done, they're going to have to deal with the after effects of the bad publicity that one of their own has been getting, El Patron. 
He's been getting a lot of bad publicity as of late concerning his relationship with Paige. So they're going to have to do something about that. And I think they should worry more about that and less about the broken Hardy gimmick. And as we said here on the show, even if Matt does wind up winning and this whole thing is over and done with, there's still no guarantee that he should use it in the WWE. So then there's another issue because you know how WWE feels about people that have have ideas outside of their company. He may br- like he's doing right now. He may bring in little bits and pieces of it, but but Matt's smart, and I doubt he's going to bring it all totally in without having any. Cl- without I'm surprised he won't probably. I wonder if he already has it in pro uh, in his contract right now that if he brings in the broken gimmick, it's his. That he's just letting them borrow it. But as soon as he leaves, it goes with him. Kind of like CM Punk and AJ Styles. Their names belong to them, and they're just letting the WWE use it. But once they right. leave, it takes it. And once they leave, also Samoa Joe probably got this in contract. Once they leave, they take their name with them, their name and their gimmick. I think they probably did because, as you stated, they were denied trademarks because Matt already owns the Broken Matt gimmick. So I guess he already does. Um, The question is, though, is that is WWE going to let him go full force with it or if he's just going to do what he's been doing and that's giving little touches of it here and there? I mean, he, he might forget mo- that he, promo. He might, he might modify it. I'm like, modify it to like, this is how, you know, he might modify it for the WWE. But I don't think he's going to totally let it go unless he's got it in, contra- in his contract that he has full rights and control over that character. Exactly. So let's just hope that they just let him, you know, let's just hope that Matt just, you know, does what he's been doing and that's giving us little touches here and there. I mean, who can forget that promo a couple of weeks back where, you know, Jeff and Matt were teasing us with Jeff after their matchup saying that they should fade away and classify themselves as obsolete. I mean, and I would Matt, like to see a gimmick brought in, to be honest. I mean, I would like to because I didn't get to see it as much before, but it was just and the reason for myself, for me being is just TNA is so insufferable. It was just I couldn't, I could not sit through through it. I mean, I know this is like we, we talk about all, all, all wrestling from all promotions, but to be honest, TNA, Global Force Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, just couldn't do it for me. Not even with LAX, with um, the two guys that we know, EYFBO being two members of LAX, and even that's doing it for you. I can't. It's just oh. I mean, I will. I mean, I'll watch it, but I don't want. It's just I can't. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's really you really can't sit through it. Uh uh-uh. uh. And this is and remember, I used to sit through. I used to. I could sit and watch WCW as cringe words as mm-hmm. it was. Sometimes I was. I could sit and watch that. That's saying something. I know, right? I mean, I, I mean, I like TNA when it first came, first started out. I mean, like way back in the day, I was definitely into it, but it just just went somewhere, and I just couldn't after that. No, I get you. I mean, I got to admit that for me, the only time I ever watched. TNA is when I know EYFBL is going to be on, or should I say LAX? I mean, because let's face it, those two are really what make it for me. And of course, I like LAX in general, you know. Para la vida y la muerte. Y después. So, I just wish they could, you know, I mean... They could just focus less on this whole lawsuit and more on what they got going on right now. So, although I have to admit, the whole Grado situation with him trying to ask Laurel Van Ness to marry him, I think it's been kind of a little um, insane, so to speak. the storyline, of course, being that Grado has to marry an American citizen to stay in this country, so they decided to go with one of the knockouts, and every other knockout rejected him, so he decided to go with um, Ball Van Ness, and just as he was about to propose, um, that Congo guy interrupts and claims Laurel as his woman, so we don't even know if she is going to marry him, but... Yeah, that's been a little too far-fetched even for my taste. So, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I sometimes do have a hard enough time. Like, I'll sit here when we do the show on Thursday nights, and I'll have it on. But even I got to talk to Beth, who does watch TNA, and ask her what the hell's going on, because I have no idea. (laughs) Maybe the real question is, do I even want to know what's going on? Uh, all right. Uh, apparently, according to WrestlingNewsSource.com, WWE recently filed a new trademark for an old pay-per-view. Do you remember Taboo Tuesday? Oh, yeah. Okay, but... For those of you who don't remember, and for those of you who, you know, do but somewhat don't, Daisy, break it down. Um, It was like the Taboo Tuesday was WWF, I think, at the time. Pay-per-view that was held on a Tuesday. Yeah, Taboo Tuesday. Well, that's probably the one time they had a pay-per-view that was not on a Sunday. At least until 2006. Which was then changed from to the Tabo Tuesday to Cyber Sunday. Uh, and now we break it down. It... What was the? Oh, sorry. What was the concept? 
Cyber Sunday was basically, you know how they have, like, the fans? I mean, they've done it before where the fans would pick the match. Um, it would be two opponents. They would pick the match, pick the stipulations, and, you know, whoever wins, that's the type of match. Who just, or, or whatever the, the choice was, you need to pick the opponent, the match, the stipulation, um, whatever, what have you, whatever wins, that's what's going to happen, you know. And we're kind of familiar with that because, you know, they've done that a couple of – they've had a few small, Raw and SmackDowns that did that. Okay, well, apparently they're, re-tra- they're rebrand, they're re-applying um, for the trademarks for that name. So, apparently we're going to have a Taboo Tuesday in the near future. What show airs on Tuesday night? There's going to be a SmackDown pay-per-view then. Right. Now, how do you think they're going to pull that off? Hmm. Because they can either go one of two ways. They could either have it on the website where you go either on the website or on the app and you make your pick during the commercials, or to do the old hashtag deal. Like, say, AJ Styles has to defend his United States Championship, and you've got three choices, John Cena, Shinsuke Nakamura, or Baron Corbin. Would you do hashtag Cena, hashtag Nakamura, hashtag Corbin, or would you be easier going to, like, either the website or the app and pressing a button, and boom, there it is. I think it's going to be, they're going to have to do, in this case, because they have done this before, and it was always a shitty situation, is because, remember how they did it before, but it was only open to people in the U.S., which I thought was stupid? So that's why I would say they probably go the Twitter route, because that's the only way they can do it and include, unless they figured out how to do it with the, um, with the, with the app. It's going to have to be Twitter. That's the only way you can do it. Well, let's not forget a couple of the boo-boos they've had in the past. Who could forget the matchup that was supposed to be a dream matchup? It was supposed to be Evan Bourne versus Sincata, and I think Sincata was like one of the two choices, the other one being Mason Ryan. And for some reason, Mason Ryan wound up winning the vote. And then we later found out that there was a glitch in the system and Evan Bourne, in reality, was supposed to have won against Sinkata. <laughs> I remember that. I was like, how the hell did that happen? And, oh, let's not forget the whole voting for the... I think this is why they didn't have Flemish last year. It's because oh, everybody... Yeah, who- who was it that, that they voted for at that wasn't supposed to win but wound up winning? No, no, it wasn't it was, even that. It was it was the fact that they were saying that um this is what um no, the whole superstar of the year thing for oh, Roman yeah. Reigns. They said that that was fans were complaining saying that that was they they rigged that and then it's even after everybody I think even one of the former writers, um Kevin X, I forgot his, his name. X, yep. Came, yeah, came out and said, no, that was not rigged. 
they legit told you that it wasn't rigged. Was it him or somebody else? I think, but anyway, they said it wasn't rigged, and people still uh, kept complaining. So after, and I think after that, they had one more, and then they just quit. Well, I think yeah, because it was like. Well, I think it was more complaining was the fact that people were just mad that Roman Reigns won. Um, but yeah, the whole thing with the concept of the fans choosing can sometimes be a problem because, I mean, we all know, and I mean, we all know that when it comes to wrestling fandom. It's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't situations. It's like it's also like when fans say, "Well, we can write Raw better than the writers can." I'm sitting there going, "No, no, you can't. You may think you can, but no, you can't." <laughs> That's why I hate when fans say they need to be the ones writing writing the storylines and the matches. And I'm like, "No, I prefer. I would rather not have fans writing anything." I mean, it's either it's like I understand that you're frustrated at some of the stuff that the WWE does, but honestly, no, <laughs> we can't agree on nothing. How y'all gonna write no. for a three-hour show or a two-hour show or a pay-per-view, nonetheless? No, right. So no matter what happens, something's gonna happen that fans are not gonna be happy about. That's mm-hmm. the problem with these votings. I mean, we're gonna do hash. We're gonna vote. We do, if we do that, like say if we do did, if that match did happen, you know, AJ versus AJ versus filling whoever here. You know, if it's Cena, people are gonna boo. If it's Nakamura, why are you giving away a pay per view matchup on main TV? If it's Corbin, why the fuck would you vote that? You know, it's like you no know, matter what the situation is, people are gonna gripe about it. That's the problem. I mean, hell, even us here on the show have had our little say-sos about what we do and don't like. You know, I mean, it happens. But I don't know. I mean, Taboo Tuesday just doesn't seem like a It seems like a good idea in theory. It's the execution that's the problem. So, all right. I think we need a quick little station identification. Hey, this is the Mighty Racer, Mike Grossa, and you're listening to the Square Circle Cafe. All right. Total Divas, we know, is coming back very soon. But before that, we have Total Bellas that, are, that is returning as well. However, Total Divas are going to have a whole new set of Divas on it. As of right now, Renee Young will not be returning. Eva Marie is pretty much gone. So we have a new set of Divas coming on. Trying to find it here. I'm looking at E News, um, and for some reason they're having. Oh my god! Okay, here we go. Who's going on? I know Alexa Bliss, um, Carmella, isn't it? 
Or no, not Carmella. Yep, Alexis, yep, Carmella, Carm- and Nia Jax yep. will be joining the show. Right. Along with the originals, Nikki, Bree, Naomi, Natty, Maurice, and Lana. So the only one not return the only two not returning are Eva Marie and Renee Young. Ambrose. <laughs> So with that being said, are you excited to see, um, okay, as far as the new names go, who are you more excited to see, Alexa, Carmella, or Nia? Nia. Nia? (laughs) Nia. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I'll be... Well, remember, with Total Divas, we not only get the Divas, we also get whatever, whoever their real-life relationship with is. So with that, Carmella will be seeing a lot more of her relationship with Big Cass. And am I reading this? Is Naya a mom? No, she's not a mom. No? Oh, I'm thinking Tamina. Sorry, Tamina's a mom. But we'll get to see her. We'll get to see her real life. We'll get to see Alexa, and it'll be good to see. And I mean, I don't. I have to admit, I am like that, uh, engaged to either. Who was it? Um, wasn't it? Um, it was one no. half of Blake and Murphy. Blake or Murphy? I think it's the, yeah, Wesley Blake. No, it's yeah, Murphy. Blake. Now you got me thinking. <laughs> But I know hey, that's what we got Wikipedia for. <laughs> oh, Alex, I'll look it up. Go ahead and continue well, talking. <laughs> yeah, so we get to see her, and we also get to see um, Nia Jax. And I guess for Nia, it's going to be about the fact that what's it like to be, you it's know. Murphy. Oh, it is Murphy. Okay. So we get to see Naya, the fact that she is cousin to The Rock. So we get to see what's going to be like for her dealing with the fact that she is The Rock's cousin. Not to mention being one of the more unique women to grace the squared circle. Um, but also, too, we get to see more and more what it's like, you know, the fact that, you know, with what's going on nowadays, I mean with the women's wrestling being what it is now. I don't know. For me, I kind of get to see, I kind of, we got a touch of Carmella and Big Cass's relationship from the WWE program Breaking Ground. We got to see them touch on that a little bit. So now we get to see, especially since Carmella and Big Cass are on two different programs, how they're making their relationship work. I mean, how difficult is it if your significant other is on a different show and you pretty much only see them maybe once or twice a week? But I think that's another reason why I was a little disappointed that Renee got taken off because I would love to have seen, I would have loved to have seen how the wedding went down. You know what I mean? I think the I think what, what I don't think. We would. I don't think they would have been showing it anyway, even if she stayed on, because the wedding actually probably happened. No, sorry, I don't think it would have. Didn't the wedding happen after they stopped filming? 
Not sure. I mean, who's to say when they start filming Total D? And I, do and not, I don't yeah. think, and I don't think Dean would have been uh, too. I don't think Dean would have like. I mean, Dean was cool with the show, but no, he probably would have kept him and and they probably would have kept that to themselves. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, and to be honest, we didn't see Eva Marie's first wedding. We only saw the TV wedding. Right, that's true. So, um, but Total Divas left off with Nikki making her return to WWE and Brie finally discovering that she was pregnant, Lana marrying Rusev, and um, a few other things happening too. But it's going to be curious to see how this is going to happen. I mean, Lana has to deal with married life. Um, like I said, Carmella and Big Cass have to worry about how they're going to um, deal with being on two different shows. I, I mean, I'm. But before we get Total Divas, Total Bellas will be on soon. And this time, it'll be Nikki and John living with um, Bree and Brian as they expect the, the arrival of little Birdie. Oh, my God, Birdie, is she not a precious little baby? Mm-hmm. She's she adorable. Is, she is so cute. She has Nikki Bella's eyes. She has Brie Bella's eyes. Oh, well, Nikki because they're twins. But she has Brie Bella's eyes and Daniel Bryan's face. And it is the most gorgeous little baby. And, and speaking of babies, have you, watched, have you been watching, uh, obviously you have, Rebby Snaps of Wolfie? I've seen a few of them. Oh, my God. Wolfie is getting so big and is so cute. He definitely is looking more and more like Matt Hardy. And did you see the picture that was posted? She does a side-by-side of Wolfie and Matt's face. Oh, did you see the tweet? You saw the tweet because I put it up. Yes. That was just too precious. It was like he has he is definitely Matt Hardy's son. It's like Rebby Maxwell looks like Rebby and Wolfie looks like Matt. And then Mari Povich, whoever runs that tweet, comes by and say, Well, you never know. And I was like Wow, oh, anything. <laughs> like really you're gonna go there? Trust me, he was conceived on Matt Hardy's birthday. There's no way in hell that baby is not Matt Hardy's. <laughs> I was sitting there going, huh? I was surprised Rebby didn't go off on his ass. <laughs> I thought that was like, oh, all right. That's I was like, what the heck? Anyhow, so. Um, no. But, yeah, it's kind of cool to see um, the Hardy boys. Growing up like that, <laughs> I still cannot get over the fact that in about twenty years we're going to be seeing the Hardy Boys again on WWE programming. Only this time, depending on depending <laughs> on you know because you know Jeff got two girls and Matt's got two boys, so whoever whoever gets to the ring first. <laughs> 
Well, that is true, but unlike, well, we don't know. We, I'd say I don't think that Nira and Ruby are training because, remember, unlike Matt and Revy, Jeff and Beth try to keep it as private as possible. Right, that's what I'm saying. You never know what happens because, you know, may want to get into the ring at some point or may not. You well, Maxwell's already made his debut, so <laughs> one-year-old kid making his wrestling debut. <laughs> he has a who? He, don't he have a pin over? Or uh, who does he win over? He has two of them actually. He is his actual debut was against the Disco Inferno at an independent show. Mm-hmm. His television debut was against Rockstar Spud. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Maxwell already has two matches under his belt. Although, a little bit of trivia, he's not the youngest kid to have a match. That actually goes to Owen Steen. That what I was just about was, to bring up. Mm-hmm. Yep, who was I believe seven months old when he had his first match, first match pinfall in PWG. <laughs> nice. So yeah, Maxwell's only the second youngest one. Um, <laughs> I just like oh um. Let's see, what else is going on? Oh, um, Ember Moon and Oscar. They're finally going to meet up. Yeah, and it's going over Brooklyn. Finally. I know you're happy about that. Ember Moon was able to get the victory over Ruby Riot, becoming the new number one contender to face Asuka. Asuka, of course, been... is taking a leave of absence because, according to her, she has yet to find a challenger, but I know you're happy. Yeah, I really believe that, that Ember's going to be the next champion. I mean, there's, there's no doubt she's going to be the next champion. I feel it. Well, let's not take away from the fact that, well, I mean, Asuka's had quite the accomplishment. I mean, she's the longest reigning NXT Women's Champion. She, um and she has some of the mo- she has some of the most victories in NXT, but the question also is, when Ember Moon becomes the women's champion, does that mean Asuka is heading up to the main roster? Ooh, and if she is, where is she going? I mean, well, let's break it down. If she goes over to Raw, she has, I mean, she came into NXT after the four horsewomen did. So she has not tried her hand at any of the four, uh, against any of the four horsewomen. Now, they're both split up into two different brands. Two of them are on Raw, two of them are on SmackDown. So, but, I mean, she's faced Dana Brooke and defeated her. She's faced Emma and defeated her. She faced Nia Jax, defeated her. She faced 
going to the Four Horsewomen, she defeated Bailey. The only one she hasn't faced, I believe, is Sasha Banks on the Raw side. On the SmackDown side, she has yet to face Charlotte. She has yet to face Becky. I believe she did defeat Carmella. Um... I don't know. I mean, personally, what brand do you think she'd be better for? At this point, it's going to have to be SmackDown because I don't see her getting no kind of treat. I mean, not to say that. I, I just see it to be. If she goes over to, to Raw, then it's just going to be. It's just going to be Asuka, Sasha, Bailey, Naya. And Alexa. Right. We're going to be going through the exact same thing we're going through now. They don't use the women on Raw like they use them on SmackDown. And I figured out why. I figured out why. Because Michael Hayes and um, Road Dog runs Raw, I mean SmackDown. Kevin Dunn and whoever else forgot runs Raw. I mean, it's like blatant y'all but just who's running what. Which could explain why we have yet to see Alexa drop the title to somebody other than Sasha Banks. It's like, it's and, well, she really we really got Nia too. in the mix. Huh? Like, how long did well, it take I know. Naya? Well, that's the thing, though. They want to have Bailey have her rematch against Alexa so she can redeem herself. And then chances are Alexa will try to get her rematch clause, and then they're going to go towards Naya. But I can't understand for the life of me why they won't give Naya a chance. She is good in the ring. She's beautiful. She's intimidating. She would be a great champion. The at the same time, at the same time, if you go over to the SmackDown side, why they're not giving Tamina a chance other than being a bodyguard to Lana? Which I don't understand why. Why? Why? Y'all continually put her in that same position. You were doing great before you had her doing her thing, and then all of a sudden you just slipped her right into a guard dog role. Mm, I don't get it either. I mean, her versus Naomi would have been a lot of fun. Think of all that family drama right there. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. For real? Oh. Facing her cousin-in-law. I can't believe you got me saying that. What? Are you... <laughs> Think about it. No, you got me saying. I said yes, 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 and I was like, "Oh, you got me." Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know, right? (laughs) We need to come back to the show. Um, Yeah, I gotta talk to him about getting back. We gotta get also Deshaun Pratt on on the show too. Um, The man formerly known as um, Majaya Masas. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, come back. 
Beth is talking to him tonight, but announcement, this, if when's this definite? This Wednesday night, we will be interviewing from RWA, King Leon the Sixth. Ouch, 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 ouch. Nice. Uh, yep. And be prepared. From what I've been told, this guy can never get names right. Oh, Lord. Like, every time he sees Beth... He never remembers her name, and she he called, refers to her as Barbara. Oh, Lord. I'm probably going to be Jacob. <laughs> if you're lucky, I'm the one with the name that everyone knows from the TV show Beavis and Butthead. I'm afraid of the diarrhea cha-cha-cha, you know, if anyone's old enough to remember that. Womp, womp, womp. So he will, she's talking to him tonight, and once she gets a definite answer, this Wednesday night we will have him on the show. So be prepared. Oh, He'll talk man. about how he got into royalty, how he got into wrestling, and how he acquired his new squire. Yeah, and he's famous for his beheading. Oops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like I said, Beth can talk to him. Once we get definite answer, he'll be a guest this Wednesday night. Ooh, all right, that's gonna be fun. Yep, I think it will be fun too. So we got all right, SummerSlam coming up. What are you looking forward to? The Fatal Four Way. Of really? course. Yes. I don't care who wins as long as it's not Brock. <laughs> Plus, I just want to yeah, see Braun beat the pants <laughs> off of him. I want to see him try to. I want to see him try to to suplex Braun. So oh, yeah, right. I like to see him try picking up Braun. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's gonna be an adventure right there. I'm I'm imagining it right now. And it's like, it'll be like, oh, fuck it, you slam. You know? (laughs) Oh, man. I know. We did get our hopes up, though, when it was rumored that he was thinking about heading back to UFC, which unfortunately turned out to be false. He is not returning to UFC MMA. So we're stuck with Brock Lesnar for a while. So it's not something, oh. you know. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Oh, the May Young Classic. They're starting to release videos of bios of the different superstars. Um, I know recently mm. they did one with Abby Lace, which I'm very happy for because that's my pick right there. And uh, oh yeah, who do you? Uh, what was? Who's one of your top picks for the May Young Classic? Bianca Belair. Um, oh, that's the one who won from NXT, right? Yeah, with the hair whip. You saw her video when she was wrestling Ruby Riot. Oh yeah. So. Oh yes. 
and 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 um who else? Um, oh God, is Bianca and Jazzy? Oh, Those Jazzy Gilbert from Germany, the woman formerly known as the Alpha Female from the Independent. Holy team. crap! Okay, look. I understand that there are a lot of wrestlers out there and that I may not know about. But when I first saw her, I was like, holy crap. Wow. Well, here's, here's I was like, <laughs> look up her stuff online. All you have to do is go to um, go to um, YouTube, look up Alpha Female, and you'll see a lot of her matches on there. She's been in the independent team for quite some time now. I think she also wrestled in Shimmer, too. So... So, yes, those are my two picks. I mean, uh, yeah, and then you know you gotta throw in um, um, Abby Lee, and then um, um, who else in there? Uh, you got um, Mia, and then uh, oh yes, Mia Yim, Marty Bell. Yes, those two, and then um. Yeah, formerly the Dollhouse at TNA. Huh? Candace? Oh, Candace LeRae. Yeah. I'm like, but anyway, my two picks are Bianca and Jazzy. So, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> we only got to wait a couple more weeks. Day after SummerSlam, they're going to have the Bracketology, and then the weekend after that, we're going to have the May Young class, Classic happening. So, good luck to all the competitors in that. Like I said, my pick is Abby Lace. I cannot wait to see her in action. And, oh, um, apparently it's going to be a long time before we see Stephanie McMahon on TV again. Uh-oh. What happened? She's pregnant. Oh, my God. I was just, oh, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Yep. Stephanie McMahon, Apparently, Stephanie McMahon is taking time off from TV because she is not only doing her work, but apparently she is with her fourth child. Dang it, Triple H is like, um, <laughs> is it going to be a girl? <laughs> I don't know. This could be. I don't know. I mean, well, it's not like there's not any boys in the family anyway. Shane got three of them, so... She, there's three McMahons to carry on the legacy. I mean, so what if the Levesque McMahon household is girls? <laughs> uh, I just thought it. Might, I just thought it was like, wow, man. Well, it is. She you do have to kind of feel for Triple she's H. She's kind of outnumbered yeah. in the house. Yeah, she's forty. Oh my God! Can you, can you imagine when all those girls are, you know, at the same time? Because you know that phenomenon when all the women are in the house at the same time, they all go at the same time. Triple H was yeah, like, uh, honey, I need to travel out on the road. I'll see you in about seven to ten days. And everyone was like, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and on that Dude. note, it's got the 90-second warning. So, JC, I will see you again this Wednesday night live on the show with possibly King Leon. All right. Later, everybody. Later. Follow her on Twitter at HardyCat1027. If you want to follow what Beth is doing, follow her on Twitter at Betsy Page. Um, she'll also be checking in on Facebook Live. Um, want to email us, squarecirclecafe at gmail.com. Support the show, prowrestlingtees.com slash squarecirclecafe. Follow the show at SCC Podcast. Like us on Facebook. 
Square Circle Cafe, for wrestling fans, by wrestling fans. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 